Hello and welcome to Progressive Mindset with myself, Bradley Monday. And me, Jason Kemsley. Always got to be weird. Always got to be weird on the mic. <laughs> so, so there's something quite I don't know appealing about. Everyone, I think everyone as a child has wanted to wanted wanted a big wanted a big microphone. Down to business, man. Um, this episode we're going to talk about right people, yep. right customer, um, and then we're going to flip and we're going to talk about getting rid of wrong uh, wrong person, wrong customer, and we're going to cover the. The whole suite. Let's end it with the the scary part, shall we? Because uh, everyone might switch off now if we if we jump straight into the the. We're going to start bit. positive. Let's start with the positive. So, right people, everyone obviously wants the right person or selection of people in their business. There's always a human element. Doesn't matter if you're an AI company. There's a human element, whether it's account management, sales, whatever it is. And it's always going to be your biggest headache. People are always going to be the biggest headache. That's you, you sound like you're talking from experience. The bads <laughs> would suggest they're <laughs> cheers, mate. Uh, they're they're un, they're unpredictable, right? Um, there are many many things you can predict, but people are not one of them. So um, that's yeah, another episode on unpredictability and predictability. So we uh, so we want to we need to first start. At how do we identify what the right person is? Because right person looks different for every business. Someone that thrives in one business could go into another business doing the exact same thing and not thrive so how how do we to kick us off how do we find that right person uh for sure so um as you said there the very fabric of of every business means that different people with different traits fit in different organizations so um let's start by taking our a players so we're assuming there's a team of 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 some size um be that three be that 10 or you know more um let's go and look for our a players and let's jot down what we see as uh, their their best traits what what do they bring to the table for your business um if you're um if you're a partnership or there's more than one person that can get involved in this i absolutely advocate doing this as a group exercise um with with your leadership team if you've got one your partner that sort of stuff quite a difficult one to do on your own because you get very one-sided view um, and then what we're going to do with those those attributes that we've come up with, we're going to have collected quite a few, I reckon. We're going to start to merge those in. If they're the same, let's combine those in. Let's get rid of ones that you know play top trumps and, and keep the really important ones, getting rid of those ones that um, that aren't most important until we get to about somewhere between three and seven. Yep. That, that's about right. And then we've started to build out our core values. We need to build and they have to be work. impactful. You don't have six for the sake of six. If you've got three really good ones and three washy, wa- you know, wishy washy ones, yeah. I call them. You take those three good ones. We we want this to be the epicenter, the core. Uh, you're going to use this for um, hiring and firing. You're going to use this to ensure that everyone's rowing in the same direction, right? Culture. We've got the right. Yeah, people. yeah. It, it form. It begins to form culture. So they they've got to be relatable. And impactful, like you said, there is no point in having the seven just for the sake of, you know, we we need we need more words to go on the wall, right? Let's just go sure. for the go for the good stuff here. So we've got we've got three to seven. Let's flip it quickly. What if someone doesn't have a team? How do they find that? The first thing I would say is you don't take your three or seven core values. Your business core values are not the owner or leader's core values. They are a reflection. They resonate, um, yeah. like you you often say, but. They're not a direct replica of what you believe in. 
for, for sure. Otherwise, we're going to find more of us. So yep. we're, when we're already doing what we do best, like we we need other people with other skill sets within within our business. So, um, you know what? A lot of people don't do the whole core values thing before they have at least a at least a small team because I think it takes a team to to create a culture. You can't be you know a culture of one is well, it's just you, right? So, I, I would almost be mindful of doing this exercise when you are initially growing your team. You're always going to be a roll of the dice when you take on employee number one, right? So, um, let's once once you've got that first person, second person, that sort of stuff. That's the that's a good time for me to to start to start this process. Get them in early, yep. just not too early before you've had people influence your business. Once you've got one of those people, you think, wow, I need more mm. of this. Oh, for sure, you're ready, and and you can start that process. So we find three to seven that creates, as we said, that that foundation, that pillar. These are the things we look for. And then, as you said, that that now feeds into your your culture, feeds into your hiring process, feeds into even your interview to some some degree. Hey, these are our core values. If you don't resonate with them, uh, uh, you're not going to thrive here. Yep. The, you, use it for exactly that. Is It's to scare the wrong people off as much as it is to attract the right people in. This is people that resonate with these thrive within our within our organization and if you don't resonate with these things not a problem then it's not a problem just, but you just don't yeah. you just don't belong you're not going to do well and you're you are doing people a favor if you know by by identifying this early on let's not waste anyone's time and this is a quick exercise right this isn't a long exercise and if you stop one person over the next year you have saved yourself maybe some hr costs maybe six months of trial and error there are huge rewards if it happens and helps just once. So it's it's a it is really I know it's called core values, but it really is at the core of yeah what there's... what you have to create because if you if you start wrong, you just end further off the track. Uh, the 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 disruption from getting a a wrong person in your team is it's costly. It creates a focus diversion. It can uh, you... get rid of the right people. It can push the right people out. It can make them drop <laughs> sure. down to not the right people. Sometimes we've seen. Yep. Okay, so right, and we'll come on to what if they're the wrong one, and you've you've mistaken. It's easy to slip into. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's that's a scary topic, right? So, yes, it's all very good and well, and you want to have the right people in your business, but if you have lots of the wrong customers, you're not going to really be able to attract and maintain and retain good talent and good what we're calling then A players or right people. So, and I've got lots of things to talk about on this, but but how do you get the right customer? This is this is your area of expertise, man. Is uh, you 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 bring these customers in, good and uh, good and bad. Um, do you you can absolutely identify what your what your target market is and who you want to work with. In the, in the same way, if you go, um, you know, you're fishing with a big net, you're going to get some sharks in there as well. Is it depends how big the net is, I guess, but <laughs> it depends how big the holes are. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I definitely advocate. Let's go and work out who's our who's our ideal audience. You're you're going to have a way better uh, result if you target the 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 right people for sure. Um, Absolutely. Over to you to talk about how. Okay, so we've caught a shark in our net. Well, how how do we how do we find them, identify them, and throw them back overboard? 
So, so I think some of it, unfortunately, comes with experience. Um, so, so in what I do, I've learned, uh, I've picked up on signs that are repeatable or repeat in people who are wrong fit. So um, there is definitely an element of this that people are not going to be able to grasp overnight. There's no follow these yeah. three things and you're going to be able to spot it. Um, a good a good person that is talking to customers almost shines the core values out, out externally as well. So um, when talking with a potential or whoever it may be, one of the things I'm looking for is, is there any red flags here as to where you really are different to our core values? Mm-hmm. Because we've created this foundation based on these core values. If these are wildly different to what you expect or how you typically work, immediately failure. We're going to have some, it might be successful for six months, might be successful for 12 months, but eventually you will reach a, a bit of an impasse. You've, you've just touched on expectations uh, there as well. I think that's a key that's a key word, and that is something that you have within your grasp and within your control. Whether you've got a, a packaged product or a service, you should have a fair understanding of what the boundaries are as to what that service or product can and cannot achieve. Absolutely. So getting that across to your customer as well, making sure that that's in alignment absolutely, um, is, is, is super key and can very quickly identify someone that, hey, they might be the right person and they might fit all of these things. They just have a very different need to what you're able to, to offer, right? And it's, it's important to, and I think very, very easy in the earlier days when all you want to do is, is sign that next customer. Is absolutely. We want to make sure that we're saying no to business is okay and qualifying people out as quickly as you can. It's going to pay you dividends. It is. And it's it's easy to say, right, sitting in the position we sit in, but taking on the bad customer is, you, I, there's, I'm not sure what the direct correlation is, but for every three customers, you take on a bad one and yeah, it, goes, it can it's, remove profit, it can remove happiness, it can remove culture, it can remove good people, it can really can start to stack up. So yeah, expectations definitely there. Um, judging from that aspect, their core values slightly. Um, the other thing is talking about what success looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very obvious if you've got a you know a product or whatever, they want to buy that product, that's success. Taking it as a step above that, um, what does success look like? Um, so I'm, I'm always, and I advocate this to anyone, I'm always super honest about what success looks like for us. Yeah, success for us is we're working together in three years time four years time whatever that may be yep. success is if you have a problem that you just can't get the help you need you can you can reach out to me and i will happily rip up your contract if we have done a bad job or whatever it's about knowing what success above that transaction looks like and uh, their business goals and the final thing and i think this is probably the biggest thing people don't do is I share as much vulnerability as they do. And what I mean by that is whenever you are working with a new customer, all you ever talk about is what you're good at. And that makes it like every other, every other engagement. It's very unhuman. They know the purpose of it. They, you want them to work with you or whatever, making it human making it an interaction that is memorable and different and and all of the good things is share those vulnerabilities hey you know actually you know let me be honest here we're a little bit crap at that but the you know the thing you're doing we're really good at 
we're a bit rubbish at maybe the follow-up after this call. So we're not going to hassle you because, you know, we want you to do it for the right reasons or whatever. Whatever that, the thing is that you're not as good at, you obviously don't go into absolutely everything yeah i mean you you almost you, turn, you, your you turn that into a uh turn that into a strength there right is um hey we don't follow up on on sales like we do because we don't want to hassle you you know it's just, hey we don't do that very well but we're coming at it from a from a good spot absolutely it into a- and it, it's that i for me it always comes back to integrity is is if you sign up or if you take on a customer for the sake of it because you're trying to hit a number or because you're trying to take a bigger salary or whatever it is, eventually that's going to catch you out. Eventually that will catch you out. If you're taking them on for the right reasons to do the right thing, to do what you do well, you're typically in line with... with. So vulnerability is a a big one for me and um, I would end it with never be scared to walk away. Yeah. Um, never be scared we've had times we have not grown as much as we thought we was going to grow because and we don't you know sometimes uh unbeknown to a lot of people we've said to we said no to some or not no but we've we've qualified them out um Uh, yeah pass them across to someone in your industry that you know that actually they they suit really well i think i think become the trusted advisor yeah absolutely and there's um just because they're not right for you doesn't mean that they aren't going to be a great customer for, for, for someone else. So um, it, it always pays to know who, who your competitors are and we should all be doing those SWOT analysis so we know what they're good at and where their strengths are and you can fire them in, in, in that direction. I think that pays uh, dividends for everyone. A, a bad customer is really, you know, super, it does spread. It's, it's you know, like the wildfire, et cetera. You take on a bad customer, can spread turn right people etc like i said so um never be scared to turn away someone that doesn't fit just do it in a way with integrity like you said pass them on someone else etc and i i think we're we're itching here to get into the uh, to to, to the bad you keep coming back round, right (laughs) so bad people so let's go we've had some let's get into i think everyone's been through it i think everyone's had bad people and Bad or pe- bad friends, you know. This isn't this isn't a a business only analogy, right? This is you have a bad friend in a friendship group, or and, and they come in different shapes and sizes in for all of these things, right? Is some people are, are just actively, but they're lazy, or they've just got bad traits that you don't want. Sometimes it's not through lack of trying. Some people just don't have the capacity to deliver what you need them to deliver in in this transaction right there's there's many different things i think you you need good ways of identifying them early on working with them if if possible i think in terms of capacity sometimes that can be uh, that can be trained and you can grow and you can develop and and other times you've hit a ceiling and actually try as you might it's not going to work so having having tools and ways in which you work out whether someone is 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 good enough i think to 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 be within your business again it goes back to um uh, our previous episode where we were talking about setting accountability and making sure that we've got the metrics in to know and, and people should be able like. to identify in themselves am i am i right to be within this business and I, and i think that pays in terms of those people that aren't meant to be here if it's abundantly clear they're not meant to be here you don't want to be somewhere <laughs> Yeah. If, if I'm at you the party and it's blatantly obvious that no one wants me to be at the party, I'm probably going to go home early, right? Yep. And so that it's obviously doesn't happen. It's painful for both happen. sides is the key thing, is if they're they're the wrong person, 
they're likely not enjoying it. They're likely not thriving. They're not getting maybe the career progression that they wanted or maybe they won't get to where they wanted because they're just being and that could be the employer's fault it could be the person's fault there's no pointing of the finger here if you have a wrong person in your organization it's not that you've done something wrong it might not be that they've done something wrong there are sometimes many different not not a good fit as well yeah and so how i think integrity probably comes back into this conversation a little bit but maybe before before we jump into how let's talk about the importance of removing the right person because when we had the first right person, wrong person, it is scary. The idea of removing someone that you think you need, everyone thinks. Yeah. I, th- I think especially in a smaller, uh, in a smaller business, when you've got, you rely on everyone that you've got, whether they're you know, good or bad, is they're still doing some yeah. element of There's work. Someone else is going to have to pick up. Absolutely, and what does what does everyone else think about this when they're gone and that sort of stuff? And if you're a UK business, you've got the whole HR piece that really doesn't work in an employer's favour that you've got to navigate as well, right? There's just so many different things, and that's again a focus being withdrawn from what you should be really working on to 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 be elsewhere. And I think that's the main driver for getting these individuals out of your business is they are a distraction Absolutely. to your goals. And and it is incredibly important. As scary as it is, we've heard we've sat in presentations together where people have told us wrong customer, wrong person, get rid of them as soon as you can. And the first time we experienced it, we I think we can both say honestly, it didn't happen quickly enough for that person or for the business. It yeah. was a scary endeavor. And so if there's anything to immediately take away from this podcast, is we know it's scary. We know it can sometimes feel like not the logical step, but you have to do this as, as as quickly as you can. You can't, once you've realized it is wrong, you start the process. Yeah. And you uh, don't do hold on and try and work around it, et cetera, because it, it, it doesn't ever pay dividends. Yeah. But, but apply, be consistent. So consistency with, uh, with people, good and bad is, is super key. Um, you know to allow something to to bubble away because it's just not working it's just not working but you continue to progress as if it's sweetness and light and then one day you snap that's yeah people don't know how to handle that right that's going to get rid of good and bad you've got to be consistent people need to know that there's a problem up front early on yep talk about that problem which which just to add quickly if it comes as a shock to them that they are underperforming that's your failure you have failed as a leader um, I just want to throw that in there now. If if you speak to this person and am I you? I didn't know I was failing. You have failed, and you might think you've been clear and crystal clear, etc. But if it's a shock to them, you you have failed to be concise, clear to the point, and set out your expectations moving forward. Uh, yeah, so I continue on that um, point. And uh, you quite often you'll find that people don't like again going back to that people don't like to be in a bad in a bad spot or to be underachieving so quite often people will make up their own minds as to hey i i can see where this is going i'm i'm better off elsewhere i've always um personally been very open about that conversation of when there is a problem let's have that early conversation of is it is it right for you to be here sometimes they'll go actually i've worked out that i don't fit here yeah and you can have a really positive 
uh, move on. We had uh, one example that I can really vividly remember is we had an individual that uh, he was he was the right person in terms of culture, in terms of fit, but our our, our industry and and our dynamic as a business was just a little bit too fast paced for them, and so it it came to that point where we agreed to uh, to part ways, um, and. I actually got a reference call a couple of weeks later. You know, that's not very, it's not very often that someone goes, oh, "I had a bad experience there." You know, I, I didn't, not a bad experience, but I didn't, I didn't get on. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to say good things about me? And I was actually able to ask about the role and identify that actually this is the sort of role that we talked about this person going into, and I explained why they didn't and they wouldn't work. have been able to get it unless they'd taken that first step right. We sort of were the, we were the first step on the ladder un, for them. Un, understanding why why they weren't meant to be here and why it wasn't working was was super key, and we discussed it at length. And they they got that. I know I know they went on to get this job. You know, through that reference was certainly a um, a part of that. Was we talked about how the the traits that they did have that meant that they were likely going to thrive in this in this next role. It was slower paced. It was they were able to focus on one thing, which yep. was was part of what they needed in their role that didn't 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 happen with us and so often it doesn't have to be this horrible thing that everyone associates with getting rid of wrong people is there's there's the human element yes we're running businesses and we have something that we need to look after but you also think about that that individual and and handled right majority of time actually there can be a positive outcome at the other end absolutely and what if there isn't a positive outcome so we spoke about leadership styles um, in a previous episode, I, I, I struggle a little bit with that directness. Um, what if there isn't, what, what if it's not well received? What if, you know, th- uh, the role is a means to an end or whatever you want to call it for them and, and actually they quite enjoy it but just can't quite fulfil the needs of the business? Because you, you are going to get scenarios, right, which are a bit harder. For sure. And, I, and so... Uh, I think let's first of all work out are the, are they the right person? Are they doing that? Are they that core values fit? Because if you've got the right person and actually they're just in the wrong role within your business, then perhaps we've got. I'm not advocating before I say this that you keep people on because <laughs> because you don't have the skills to get rid of them, but I am advocating going this this person lives and breathes yeah. what we're about. Is there another role within our business that they should be doing? And we've we've had that we've we've had people that joined in sales and ended up in accounts because actually that was what motivated them and uh, and and that sort of stuff. We've had people in uh, in tech roles that Operations ended up in move, yeah, you know, compliance and yeah. There's there's lots of and it's it's harnessing their true passion, their true skill, and that only came because of the honesty and integrity that was showed to them. Hey, what you know? What are the bits of your job you really enjoy? How can we do more of that? Because that's when you thrive and you, you, you probe a little bit to see where they are. I, I think, um, yeah, some of them obviously don't go super well with the wrong the wrong person. If, if you've got the wrong person, and I I don't think there is a way to, or I've certainly I've not come up against, there are things in business that are not going to be comfortable. If, if, it was, if it was super comfortable, then I think everyone would do it. So... There are going to be times where you are going to get a, a terrible reaction when it when it comes to that moment where where they have to unfortunately move on. I I think that is just something that you need to 
Absolutely. Um, I'd love to share a top tip here. Um, go for it. it. It might not be a, a top tip in any way, but I have a mechanism of being able to be direct if I need to. And there's something I think about which hopefully resonates with someone. Um, otherwise, uh, I've just taken 30 seconds of everyone's <laughs> listening. Um, if I, If there's a bad person and I know something has to happen, but I really, really don't like confrontation, which I think almost every person or, or the vast majority of people don't enjoy. I remind myself that that wrong person is ruining it for the right people. That Agreed. is the thing that pushes me that to do the difficult thing that I didn't want it to do is actually I care a lot about those right people. They usually become friends or, you know, they yeah, really are a good right, person. You're doing the right thing by the wider team. Absolutely. And I think that's a super key thing is if you ever find yourself in that difficult position of having to do something you don't enjoy. For me, I think about, well, if I don't do it, I'm doing a disservice to the people that are the bright people and thriving. And it's a good point to touch upon. We've seen it from experience mm -hmm. and I'm sure many else have. Let's say you've got a team of 10. A team of 10 right people, I would take any day over a team of 18 with two wrong people. Yeah, uh, the, the magnet is so difficult to quantify quite often, but the, the, the magnitude of impact they can have on, on the people that surround them is, is, is phenomenal. And the longer you keep them... It's, it's not logical. We are logical people yeah. and it's not logical... But if, if experience has shown us nothing, the, the impact is more than possible you can imagine. It's the only thing I think, certainly I've experienced in 12 years, it just doesn't make sense, but it works. And, and when you see, so you know, all your people, hopefully they've all got, they've all got numbers that they, that they need to hit and they're accountable for, seeing them boost up when those, those bad people go and actually team health, happiness and all that sort of stuff improve wildly. I think if nothing else, that that should be your reason for for doing it. And I think you can sleep easy at night as long as you've done the things that we've mentioned, which is to be open from the start and be fair throughout and consistent to your people. Actually, you gave it a damn good go. It didn't work out. Yeah. And you can accept that. And And final thing on that, there is often, and we've seen it sometimes, there is often a correlation between profit percentage and percentage of wrong people in the business. Sometimes having the wrong people actually, not because of the cost of employing them, but because of the pulling the team down mm -hmm. or whatever, can lead to the profits not being where you thought they were going to be, or is there can be a direct correlation between the two. And actually, if you have a team of 16 that do just as much as the 18, but you've got rid of two bad people, you're in then a better place to better reward those 16, oh, create more yeah, longevity. Uh, and, and so there is a correlation. This isn't just because that's the wrong person and we want to be more efficient or whatever. This is directly linked to the health of your business as well. This isn't a, they're wrong, maybe it doesn't work culturally or whatever. This is the entire picture changes yep. from this one decision. So wrong customers. Ab ab absolutely. So <laughs> I, I, I think there's not too much difference in terms of it, it's not going to become it's never comfortable to get rid of no um any anyone or any company customer but for the same reasons i think we need to look at it so for the same reasons that it creates team unhappiness um departures of good people 
Um, Even profitability sometimes. Profitability, for sure. Um, and, and the impact for other customers, especially in a services business. If you're, if you're in a services business and you've got that one customer that's sapping your time. Even uh, though they might look profitable. Right? Is, yeah. is, and I think we both got a similar example in mind, but it looked profitable. It looked about where we wanted or needed it to be with fluctuations. But but what you c- we couldn't measure was the impact on everyone else, the impact yeah, on the, culture. The, wide, the wider Absolutely. business impact. Um, and uh, again, going to begin to sound like a, a, sound like a broken record here, but we be consistent with these people. Absolutely. Uh, I think, it, again, we're, we're obviously from, from a services-led industry, um, and that's also where I think you get longer engagement with, with a customer. If you're selling a product, or a, you know, then that tends to be quite transactional. It, you know, it, it's it's a one and done scenario. Services you tend to have much longer relationships with your customers, interactions, um, yeah. and so let's let's be consistent with those as well, and, and and open and honest. Hey, this isn't working. If they're the right partner, uh, then absolutely they're going to want to work with you on these things, and they're going to try and fix them. Um, and as you go through the process, if it's clear that that's not going to work, or there's there's not an alignment, that there maybe you need to have that difficult conversation, right? And I think the same, you know, just to, I, I, in my brain, I love to keep the takeaways. Um, the takeaways are the same. Is be consistent. If they're shocked, you haven't been clear mm-hmm. about what it looks, you know, where not necessarily falling short, but hey, you, the way you speak to the people over here is not great or whatever it may be. If they're shocked, you haven't fulfilled your end of the bargain. You You have to be clear and consistent about that messaging. And then the final one, and, and very similar to the wrong person, is it can be a positive. It's never going to be hugely positive, usually. But do it in a way that's always fair, the same as it would be of the wrong person. If you are fair, and I, th- I think of this, you know, because sometimes in your head you you probably, or I, I certainly think, oh, let's, let's get rid of them tomorrow. That's, that's, that's so silly. Be fair, tr- be treated the way you want to, or treat the way you want to be treated. Yeah, it's that integrity piece, right? Absolutely. Um, and just making sure that you give, you know, if it's a, what's this? To understand the impact that we're going to have on this on this customer if we if we end that service, whatever it might be that we're delivering, and make sure that it's done across a, a reasonable time period for them to. No, no one wants to, you wouldn't like it if it happened to you with your business have, suddenly having a gaping hole because a service has been removed. The right thing to do is to have a an adult conversation about hey this isn't working how long do we need yeah that can yeah. be a two-way that can be a two-way thing but um and and sometimes if you're not reciprocated with that maturity it can turn sour just like with the wrong person if you're if you're not a maturity feels like the right word it may not be if you're not getting the same level of maturity back about the scenario you find yourself in it can go sour i i work I work with one thing sort of that lingers in my head and I, I think we've talked about this. Sales, wrong person, wrong customer, it doesn't matter what it is. I, I, I hope to treat everyone in a way where customer or no customer, employee, not employee, if I see you in a bar or a corporate event or whatever, we could have a beer together. Yeah. I don't drink, uh, so I, I don't know why I said have a beer together. But, <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a, it's a good ethos. In a way to, that makes you feel, you know, I, I approached it correctly. I handled us well. I handled the brand well. And we, we bowed out politely. Yeah. 
Um, so I think before we uh, before we wrap this up, we need to talk about the practicalities around letting a, letting a customer go. There's obviously the financial element, absolutely, um, and uh, we we did, we did this with a with a customer that just wasn't working out. That was was actually worth a fair amount of of revenue revenue that came in on a monthly on a monthly basis um and again that that really drives up the fear factor of going you you know this just isn't working out mr customer we're gonna have to part ways um and it's working let's talk about some methods of i guess insulating yourself from from that impact of, of of losing that money so so let me just start with saying the currency in this example is is money you have to weigh up against the currency of culture, staff happiness, etc. The reason it was so scary is because as an owner, the first thing you look at is the number. That is what you've been drilled to do and, and that has become a repeatable uh, thing that has usually yielded results. The currency of everything else that goes alongside it is equally as important in these scenarios. And so the number is not the full picture. Although for us, it, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a moment of, Ooh, do we really want to do this? Uh, it's it's a factor, but but revenue without any profit, assuming that this customer is, you know, being noisy and that sort of stuff, and is is very expensive to deliver. That tends to be one of the primary reasons that someone wants to get rid of a customer is uh, revenue without without profit is you know it's it's a vanity metric. There's no point Absolutely. in um, it's no point in doing it. So uh, that's that's key. As long as you can look after your staff, yeah, you know, and, and that that, that when well, we were quite it. honest with them, we said, "Hey, look, we 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 know you don't want to work with this person. This is how much they're worth. We can't afford to lose someone else. The yeah, the openness until we've replaced it is and and we we had that adult conversation of we get it, we'll replace it, but we need you to make sure everyone else is super happy." In the meantime, yeah. because it's a bit of a scary period. We've prepared for it. We've made sure cash flow, everything's okay. Now, can you just, we'll, we'll give you all of ours and we'll say goodbye to it because we're on your team and we, we are one team. But in return for a couple of months, please just make sure everyone else is good and we'll go and make yeah, sure that we're, it's we're gonna have replaced to with a nice, a sure. nice alternative. Absolutely. Um, so finding the revenue or, or at least some of the revenue, you don't want to overwork absolutely work the team but finding some of that just to buffer um buffer things before you before you say goodbye so over communicate with your with your team right absolutely and just like just like what i said about the the good people and the right people i think i'd rather have 10 really good customers than 18 and two really bad ones I, I agree with that. Um, and I think that's, again, where we sit in a privileged position to be able to say these things if someone's a uh, a one-man band or, or there's two of you or whatever, sometimes a bit more difficult to put into principle. But it's it's much more difficult to take a step back and, and do the firing. You're just, if you take someone on, you know they're not the right fit. It serves a purpose sometimes at the start but the headache is going to come. You are giving yourself a future headache, whether you, whether you like it or not, or wish to run away from it in that moment. Is you are giving yourself more problems when you are busier, when you have more going on, you have more happening, and so it's definitely a band aid. You you've got to 
you got to rip it off quick, otherwise it's going to be pulling hairs, right? It's. Uh, I like uh, that. Yeah. Um, uh, this is a topic that we could. I don't think we could go on for a very long time. You know, I've, I immediately want to get into well, let's, how do we look after the good people? What are the tools? And um, uh, it's definitely worth us having a look. See if we can uh, find some of our documented tools to throw in the show notes, just so that there's some uh, some some takeaways here. So we'll go and. Um, have a, have a dig through the laptop see if we can do that yeah I, I, I'll just quickly run through uh, the final ones which was the integrity we talked a lot about integrity we talked about a lot about how much one bad person can have and not being scared of it um, and more importantly than not I think the key thing that, to take away from this is consistency is consistency of message consistency of communication consistency of expectations and if your customer or your person it comes as a shock you're gonna have to have a look in the mirror, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> check it's uh, <laughs> check, check it's not you, but the consistency piece allows you to do that. Absolutely, right? It's it, we're 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 getting a fairly consistent view as to is it is it me, is it them? So uh, absolutely. Well, should we wrap it up? I, I think. See that's you on right. the next episode. I think. Till next time. Thanks. <laughs>